Genesis 6, John and the Sheep here on the other side. We're going to spend a few minutes looking at this passage, Mark chapter 6. It says, please follow with me so you can ponder it and answer questions and make observations. Jesus went away to Mark. When he came to his hometown, what's his hometown? wisdom given to him? How are such mighty works done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. And Jesus said to them, The prophet is not without honor, except in his hometown and among his relatives and in his own could not do, he could do no mighty works there except that he laid hands on the two sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went about doing good. Let's have prayer for a moment. Heads down in things here. Let's stand to our feet and let's pray. the problem? Nothing. <laughs> okay. But actually, in this passage, it's not because it's nothing. It's because it's intentional. And they're despising him because, you know, um, familiarity breeds contempt, right? Um, but I'll stand up and pray. Jesus marveled. Yeah. Why does that stand out to you? studying this passage, you're, you're investigating, you want to write down questions, what does this mean? So it says, he could not do, he could do no mighty work because of what? Okay, so the question is, is it, what is, can we take that literally, Jesus, Jesus' power was actually, he had, was unable to in the fact that he just, like, it was like kryptonite was thrown on him, and all of a sudden his powers are going. Now, that's, I don't, I'm only using it as an analogy, but I don't want to blaspheme. Or, like, if he actually couldn't, or could it be just a human way of saying he, he, does, he doesn't, he didn't do mighty works because he doesn't do that kind of thing and resists type of unbelief. And so, in a sense, he's According to the way he lived, he didn't do that. Does that make sense? So there's two ways in which you could say that. Yeah.
faith has always often been connected to it, as somebody's faith.
believe the Son of God, right? But this can't be the Messiah, right? This can't be the promised one. I mean, that's what he's preaching the gospel of the kingdom. He's declaring it in the kingdom is here. And he's doing signs and he's not, he, and, and here they're not, they're not believing him. Now, why is the, the marvel, or they, they wonder, because where did he get the things that they were astonished? Where did he get these things? Would you say that their, their, their astonishment is out of honor or contempt?
that wasn't the game that was to be played. And I think since that time, I think things have changed. But the game, so the games that were that time were played, I think have changed. And I think that the, the teams that are sort of allowed to play in the country are not the games that we used to play. And I think that's that's what's changed. Okay. Um,
from our channel. Fix it, God. Maybe there was envy. Maybe there was you getting all this popularity. It could have been envy. It could have been selfishness. We don't know, but unbelief, unbelief can lead us into um, we already saw this, but how did unbelief keep them from seeing the power of God? It's already stated, right? He, that he did not do many mighty works because of their unbelief. And, and, and we also see that it was truly the signing of God, right? It was on their images. He says, he says that prophet is not honored in his hometown. And he's basically saying, you're not honoring me. In fact, you dishonor me. Um, I, I guess I'm going to make this assumption, and I, I challenge you for this. I think he's at some point saying, hey, you, even for us, that we can sometimes be blinded by the power of our faith in God. And we say we don't see his goodness and power in our lives. We can be swallowed up by the impossible task Yes. In fact, the Bible assumes we're going to struggle with unbelief. It then says it. Where does it lead us? So let me step. I want to ask that. Um, John, what, can you? Can you? I'm going to elaborate on that. Okay, I like this question. You said the, the problem is we don't know where. No, we don't.
And, and that's why later on he's going to say, um, it's really important that we don't stop meeting together. We always are gathering together um, to help us out. And he says, and let us consider how we can spur one another up to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. Both of those verses come together. Take courage. Be together. Understand, the, and, and the whole argument of Hebrews will be, Christ is coming. Be with Christ. Take courage with Him. But, but you cling to Him, proving that you are His, because many were swerving away and they've done things and they were proving to be like the spoils in Jesus in Mark's Gospel. The spoils that they get excited and they prove to not be real and they have it all wrong. Or they, they start to get going and the curse of the spoil starts to enter. Yes. Yeah. 